0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about a real-life case study. Now, you probably heard the phrase that in a dispute, the only winners are the lawyers. Sadly, that's often the case in today's litigious environment. Well, on today's show, we're talking about a court proceeding that our team has been peripherally involved with, and one where we received the judgment today. The case in question involved whether a lawyer had overcharged their client in previous dealings with their client. The case involved a relationship between a client and their lawyer. The client was a retired individual who had engaged a lawyer to assist with the refinance of a commercial building. The client didn't have the money to pay the legal fees, so the lawyer offered to lend the money through a captive company that funds legal fees to their clients. In this case, the law funding company chose to secure their fees with a mortgage on the client's commercial property and the client's matrimonial home. There were four files being assessed by the court, which totaled $221,336 in legal fees. I know that sounds like an extraordinary amount. The client felt that the legal bills were excessive and a hearing was convened to review the legal bills and for the assessment officer to determine what would be fair. In the process, the assessment officer has to consider 10 factors. Number one, the time that was actually expended by the lawyer. Number two, the legal complexity of the matter that they were dealing with. Number three, the degree of responsibility assumed by the lawyer. Number four, the monetary value of the matters at issue. Number five, the importance of the matter to the client. Number six, the degree of skill and competence demonstrated by the lawyer. Number seven, the results achieved. Number eight, the ability of the client to pay. And number nine, the reasonable expectation of the client as to the amount of the fee. And then finally, the credibility of the party. So all of these factors go into the assessment as to what was fair in these legal fees. That's so on the basis of these ten factors the assessment officer reviewed the bills and made a determination whether the lawyers' invoices should remain or they should be reduced. The entire legal proceeding was scheduled for six days, and the onus is on the lawyer, the defendant, to prove the value of the work done for the client. The first part of the hearing consists of the lawyer presenting evidence, followed by cross-examination by the plaintiff's counsel. And next, the assessment officer asks their questions. Then it's the job of the plaintiff to present their case, followed by cross-examination from the lawyer's defense team. The assessment officer then has a chance to ask the questions of the plaintiff. The entire process completes with closing arguments from both sides. Now, in this specific case, at the start of the engagement with the lawyer, the client made it clear that he did not have the funds to pay the legal fees. So the lawyer offered to lend the money through his wholly owned lending company. When the lawyer's mortgage was fully consumed, he then put a further lien on the property. See, the purpose of the engagement was to assist the client in a refinance of the property, which had been impacted by a petroleum contamination from a nearby gas station. The presence of the contamination was potentially going to affect the ability to refinance or even sell the property for redevelopment. In the case of an environmental issue, the onus is on the owner of the property to remediate any contamination. See, the legal bills in question were literally hundreds of thousands. The engagement with the lawyer spanned nearly two years, over which time there were several attempts to refinance the property. Then the owner entertained an offer to purchase the property from someone who was a partner in the same law firm. And the conflict of interest should be readily apparent. Several iterations of the agreement to purchase the property and ultimately the business through a share sale were negotiated but they never were consummated. During this time, the lawyer also took over property management of the commercial property. The owner of the building lost their largest tenant when the lawyer, who was acting as the property manager for the owner, insisted that the tenant accept a higher rental rate on renewal of the lease. Tenant couldn't afford to pay that and they left. That left the owner with not enough cash flow to even maintain the property. So then the lawyer advised the owner not to pay property taxes since they would be handled on closing. After two years, $221,000 in legal bills and no tangible results to show for the investment, the owner of the building was left in a very precarious position. The judgment from the assessment officer for the court was finally handed down today, and the court ordered that the original legal bill be reduced from $221,000 to $35,000. Then the court also awarded $15,000 in court costs to the plaintiff for the case which brings the total amount owing to the lawyer down to 20000 That's one-tenth of the original legal bill. And we often think of the legal system as difficult, perilous, and slow. And sometimes it is all of those things. But justice was done today, and we're one step closer to moving a significant project forward into development. What I've learned is that the legal system is not something to be feared, but it's something to use properly as a tool. When justice is not being done out in the open free marketplace, make sure that you get justice done the right way. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.